0: what is up everybody to the nations worldwide this is episode 60 of the travel couple podcast where we introduce you to a couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that travel lifestyle we're your hosts mike pletz and natalie Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. In this episode, we are joined by Andy and Lozzi of Cuppa to Copa Travels. They were best buds in university, turned lovebirds, quit their jobs, and bought one-way tickets to South America and have been traveling the continent ever since in uh, since October 2017 we talk with them about making the decision to quit their jobs and move to South America and how they work to live their location independent lifestyle so without further ado here's our interview with Andy and Lazi. Today we are joined by Andy and Lossie of Cuppa Tacopa Travels. They were best buds in university, turned lovebirds, who bought one-way tickets to South America in October 2017 and have been traveling the continent ever since. You can follow them online at CuppaTocopaTravels.com That's C-U-P-P-A-T-O-C-O-P-A-Travels.com Hello Andy and Lossie and welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you. Good
0: to be here. Thank you so much for joining us today, I just want to get started to get to know a little bit more about the two of you and uh, kind of what you do and what you've been on this journey for the past couple of years now, can you just give our audience a little rundown about the two of you?
1: Yeah, so as you said in the introduction, we met in university in Leeds, Um, we were actually very close friends for about five years before becoming a couple, Um, and that was after we'd started working together at a consultancy near London. Um and then we we bought an apartment, we decided to quit our jobs for maybe six months um and yeah from from there we um, it just expanded, it just kept going um so we've been on the road for about nineteen months now um no plans to stop
2: <laughs> and yeah it, it was a, it was something I always wanted to do, and when I got together with with Luzzi, managed to convince her fairly easily that quitting our jobs and and moving to South America was a good idea and we've been very lucky um, from our careers we had and to be able to make this a long-term lifestyle rather than just a kind of a six-month travel off savings so now we can sustain ourselves and, and do this for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, That's awesome and so who, who kind of inspired the other one to travel to get out there and do this or was it was a combined effort that you guys both wanted this?
1: No, it was definitely Andy. Um, I'm I'm not a risk taker. And I mean, he says it was easy to convince me, but in my head, it wasn't that easy of a choice. Um, <laughs> for me, the thought of leaving a career, even for just six months, was very scary um, and very uncertain. And I mean, we were, how old were we? 27?
2: 26 when we left.
1: 26 when we six left. When we mm. left. Um, so by that point, luckily, we'd, we'd put enough time into our careers that it wasn't such a big no-no anymore I think if we'd have just come out of university it would have been a bit more difficult Mm -hmm. um but then there's also you've got to weigh up like oh I have put all this time into my career am I going to lose it all and it's all been for nothing kind of thing so it was definitely Andy driving that forward um Andy studied Spanish at university so he had the desire to go to a Latin country and
2: and, and quite planning. a few friends that I get from all over South America, because uh, a lot of South Americans go to Madrid for university and go to Spain to study. So I, I had a few friends out here, had heard incredible things about Colombia, Argentina, Brazil, many countries. So it was, it was my plan. Um, but yeah, it took a, a little longer maybe uh, to convince Lozzie, but, but I'm very glad glad I managed to.
1: I'm quite glad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. And it's it's not a a destination that a lot of people, you know, talk about going to when they talk about taking this hiatus from their careers. You hear a lot more like Southeast Asia and down that way. So it's really nice. It's uh this breath of fresh air that we're getting you to on the show and talking about more about South America and your travels there. And I want to start talking about your travels with a simple two word question that I ask every one of our guests that come on the show. It's a simple question. But it has such a complex response from all of our our uh, couples that we have on the show and that is why travel
2: for me? It's um, I, I really value creating Memories and, and having experiences and that so that, that you couldn't do back home So for me that is the main reason to travel to make the most of the language skills that I have and also now we're in Brazil um, for example to learn new languages and, and improve that and it just It really opens your mind. It opens the number of people you can talk to, a number of cultures you can engage in, um, and and that's what I really find exciting and and motivating about travel.
1: Hmm. For me, I think it's um, escaping the ordinary. So as young adults, we kind of have our lives set out and different life stages and milestones we're expected to hit. And that kind of predictability kind of... bores (laughs) me. <laughs> I don't know. If I if I have the opportunity to escape that, then I don't know why I shouldn't take
2: it. And by bores you means terrifies. Terrifies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Great answers, you two. And I want to get into your travels, starting with where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And then where are you going to travel to next?
1: Well, so we are currently in Rio in Brazil. Um, we've been in Brazil about five weeks now, I think, six weeks. Yeah. Um, and we're just, we're going to keep going up through Brazil. Um, bookending the result, we've there before and we'll be there after. That's kind of like our home base. Um, I think after so long traveling, you really crave a home and like routine and joining a gym and having local friends and knowing the restaurants and stuff. So Colombia for us has definitely been that. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool to be back on the reading team. Mm-hmm. We've been settled for a while. So
2: And Rio is very much the... The heart of this trip to Brazil, we had a few weeks in the south in Florianópolis, uh, worked our way up to here. have been to some really great little coastal surf towns um, within a couple of hours of, of here. Next is Sao Paulo. Um, and then we're going to head up to the northeast and, and some of the, the very paradise looking locations like Recife and uh, Salvador, for example.
0: Nice, nice. Now why why did you make Colombia your your kind of home base while you are over there? Was there anything that drew you there? or was this already decided when you were uh, leaving for South America?
2: To be honest, it, it was semi-decided um, before even even uh, even of us had even been there, um, and that's from a lot of friends I have and a lot of people I know who have travelled there because also live there, who said it's just incredible. And for us, we we've loved every country in South America, but the the balance and the combination of everything in, in Colombia is just makes it makes it hand, head and shoulders above sure. everything else. So the the people are great. It's pretty cheap to live. There's everything from desert to mountains to beaches to jungle. And it's such a big country, um, and it's just we just love the love the vibe there.
1: It's a jack of all trades. It's kind of like you, you can go to Argentina for the best hikes, and you can go to Bolivia for the most amazing terrain, and you can go to Brazil for the best meat. But Colombia is like first or second for most categories. So across the board, it actually ends up being better overall, I think. Um, and yeah, we just absolutely fell in love with it.
0: Nice. And what is one thing somebody needs to do, or one destination that they need to visit when going to Colombia?
2: I I would say (laughs) um, that there's lots of typical places people go on on the tourist route, uh, but going slightly away from that, the islands of San Andres and Providencia are Colombian-owned, but actually a couple of hours north into the Caribbean Sea, Um, so they're actually nearer Jamaica and Nicaragua. But... That is a little slice of Caribbean-Colombian paradise.
0: Nice, nice. I love that island life and and bringing that up for sure. I think actually those islands have been talked about on our podcast before, so that's uh, really interesting to hear it being brought up again for sure. And, I mean, with travel comes a lot of different experiences, Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I want to get into a few of these different types of experiences that you two have had on your journey, uh, starting with what has been the most rewarding travel experience that you two have had? That experience that really opened up your eyes to this lifestyle or that really just blew you away with uh, with travel?
2: So I think I'm going to slightly avoid the question and name two things. Um, firstly, just the some of the sites we've seen are, have blown us away, so famous Places such as Iguazi Falls, Machu Picchu, uh, the salt flats in in Bolivia are just things you can't even imagine um, seeing without going. But I think for me, what is the greatest thing and the most rewarding is now we speak Spanish um, and and Portuguese to some degree, but being able to strike up conversation with, with a random Spanish speaker and end up having the best night out and making great friends with people that if you didn't speak the language, you would you would never in a million years be able to speak to and it opens up doors and we've been to been able to do things that we would never even consider or known about without being able to speak spanish and and meet local local friends and local people
1: yeah i mean andy was fluent before we came out but for me i my my spanish was very bad when we came and now it's just moderately bad (laughs) um but no i i kind of came to the realization the other day that I was sat in a group of Argentinian people and Andy was completely inside the room and I was quite happy to completely own that conversation and it didn't bother me at all, didn't even cross my mind that I should be scared. Um, so for like a year ago, or a year and a half ago when we first came here, that would have been completely out of the question. So for me, that's it's as a personal development point, that's been really rewarding for me being out here for so long.
0: Nice. And I want to turn this into another direction. We've all had these different experiences, you know, the, the awkward, the embarrassing, the hilarious. Maybe they're not so much in, uh, at the time, but when you look back at them, you can laugh. Do you have one of those types of experiences on the road that you would want to share with us?
2: So, so my, I'm going to pass this to Lozzy. My, my favorite um, in terms of embarrassing and hilarious is Lozzy's Spanish mistakes from early on. So there's lots of words where there's normal everyday words which are very close if you mispronounce or change a letter or two to very rude words um, and I'll let Lozzy take it from there on
1: a couple of I don't know cursing but um, so ordering food that contains certain rude words is, is my most common mistake I think but also trying to get into a a nightclub where they asked for ID and we didn't have anything on us and we were it was just a like, we hadn't planned to go out that night. Um, so we were trying to convince the, the guy on the door that we were of age, it's fine, like we're 27, 28. It's cool, we're, we can go in, I promise, promise. Um, but my numbers were really bad at the time. I hadn't really, they hadn't clicked in my head yet. So um, I was telling him that I was 16 instead of 26. <laughs> I was very, very, like, Stubbornly telling him, no, don't be stupid. I'm 16. I'm 16. Don't worry about it. Look at me. I'm 16. And I'm, As Andy was I'm, trying sat, to say, he's I'm sat there, years.
2: head in hands, wondering how we're <laughs> our way out of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why Andy, 16-year-old on night out? But no, it's it's just general. Rubbish that comes out
0: of my mouth, but I'm nervous I'm going to panic and just oh. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. That's a great story for sure, and, and we've all had those language mix-ups for sure. And uh, the last experience I want to talk about is maybe your worst experience. You know that that uh, really bad experience, and maybe you can still look back on it and think positively about it and learn from it. But do you have a, a really bad experience on the road that you'd want to share?
2: There's certainly a couple. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone could travel long term without having a, a few serious lows. Um, and mainly they're around travel and, and hassles and issues with that. Uh, so the, the ones that jump to mind are firstly missing a night bus uh, because the bus changed company and no one told us. And I'd actually been to the right desk and they said, no, 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 go away. It's not, not us. Um, enough, yeah. So then... At midnight, we couldn't book any accommodation. We had to walk off with, with a cardboard sign with hostel written on it, um, which caused us a fair deal of, of stress and anxiety. Um, she
1: made us stay in her basement, which had two padlocks on the outside. <laughs> I did do people wink. So we literally had no other choice. There was like booking.com switches over to the next day. Um, and no hostel receptions were open at that time we couldn't we didn't have any data we couldn't call anyone we we were in a really rough area of town so we had no choice but to follow this little old lady to her basement Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah on edge
0: (laughs) and i mean with these experiences you know you you learn from them and you learn how to problem solve and that's the best part of travel in a way and it also it also you know, puts you two through uh, something that you need to get through together. And it, it has this effect on your relationship. And I want to ask the two of you, how do you feel traveling as a whole has affected your relationship together?
1: Um, We definitely, I think we're stronger. Um, that I sound cliche actually, but you kind of learn what's going to push the other one's buttons and how to help them deal with that and rectify the situation before... Things get worse, I think. Um, I mean, we we to say we don't argue would be a complete lie. But I think our arguments are more intense, but we make up a lot quicker because you have to, you're forced to, you're always in each other's pockets. Um, but it's
2: it's just a whole new level of intensity. Yes. I mean, we we live together, we work together before, but traveling twenty four seven when you don't, we don't have our own circle of friends, and, and we don't have any time apart really is so that that level of intensity is we thought we knew pretty much everything about each other but you 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 learn very quickly um and do become a lot a lot closer but equally it has its it has its rewards greatly um in terms of the strength of the relationship always having someone there uh, to share these great moments with whereas solo travel or traveling with friends is doesn't quite have that that same level of connection
0: do you feel that you uh, have learned more about each other in the time traveling than in the same time you'd known each other from back in university and back when you were uh, back in home? Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
1: It's a deeper mm-hmm. understanding, definitely. Like knowing exactly how his brain works and knowing that it's going to trigger like happiness or anger or frustration. <laughs> I know exactly. I can plan it
2: out. <laughs> I mean, it's to the point where she... She doesn't have to say a word, and I know exactly what she's thinking, what she's going to say next. Um, so it's...
0: It's really boring. Yeah. <laughs> boring. Excellent, excellent. And, uh, you know, with, with planning a trip and, and the way that you guys are traveling, there's a lot that goes into it. And, um, you know, especially with content creation and everything that you guys have got going online... Uh, I want to know, like, how do you guys split up everything, especially when on a trip? Like, who's going to take care of the flight, the hotel, the itinerary, any other booking that's, that you got going on? Do you guys have a system around this that you've placed by now, or how do you go about it?
1: Yeah, generally. I mean, uh, I think our planning sessions one a week. So we look at the map, we look at different points along the map between the two cities that we want to get to. We then Google image search those towns, and if they look nice, we, we pin them and we we look into more about how we can get there if there's anything to do around that. Um, so that's how we kind of find places so a
2: little bit more to be... Um, and and yeah, there, it's research-wise, like, we kind of... From there. I mean, for example, like buses are very difficult because a lots of the, the companies that use the websites are horrendous um, and they keep crashing, so you're doing it over and over again. So is in charge of the travel options as in buses and flights generally. I, I tend to do accommodation... Uh, and then do the the overall planning of how many days we should be spending in each place, and uh, and then we once we know that, yeah, we do have <laughs> a, nice, a nice spreadsheet for it all. Uh, but once we know that, we then look into right, what is there to do there. We have a similar interest, but also different interests, so it's balancing what uh, what cultural ZME type things there are, what life there is, what there are, etc. Yeah, um, and deciding how best to balance time
1: We both have the chance to say the one thing that we don't want to compromise on. So even if there's no other time in the trip, we make sure that we do that one thing for
0: each other. Definitely, and I like that you go out that way because with, with traveling as a couple, it's it's about compromise. You know, if one person wants to do something and is really high on their list, the other person doesn't quite want to do that. Well, you know, you got to compromise and, and you know give and take. Definitely, especially when traveling as a couple. Of course, yeah. With all the places that you have traveled to in South America. Do you have one destination other than Colombia because you guys will return back to it uh, as a home base but do you have another destination that is at the top of your list that you want to return to or maybe a destination that you would recommend for another couple out there with similar interests to you two that you would wa- want to recommend them to visit
1: Living in Brazil we've um, mm-hmm. we've got 3 months here but it's becoming more and more obvious that that is not enough so I'm actually going to come back here and finish it yeah it's
2: just is that, isn't it? Some it's a reveal, it. definitely. Um, I think for when we were kind of discussing together in Argentina, it was awesome when we were there and again, so we lived many more weeks uh, just kind of around show, so much going on. So in terms of city life, that's a must. Mm. Um, but we, we loved it um, pretty much anywhere along. I really enjoyed in the south, which just has a really unique vibe to it for such a big place. It's, it's almost split up across the island onto loads of very really small little towns.
1: We
2: could live there, definitely. So, yeah, I, I would say for Brazil so far, I mean, we've got the sites, um which are out of this world, but for a place to see which most, or kind of not the typical tourist location, I would I would go with Florianopolis.
1: And going into Central America, for me, Guatemala is really special. It's just it's a chum about it. I don't know. It's, it's beautiful.
0: Really lovely. Now, Andy, I have to ask, with all these different destinations that you've been to uh, together, the both of you, but... Andy, what country has the best beer?
2: Now, this, this is a very good question. I um, to... <laughs> and I, I was writing kind of a beer guide to each country, which was the in the industry. So looking at how things differ across countries, because Latin America is seen as one country at times. So letting people know that she it's such a diversity, it's only between them. Uh, I think Argentina is very much up there. There's a lot of German influence there, um, and it's. There's entire towns that have been set up by German community, beer, very much the Bavarian way. But i think it probably probably tops the list.
0: Nice. And it the Bavarian beer. What is it that makes it so good?
2: It's a so the, the quality there is equal. It's so pure. Um, the quality and superior and I think make it very good. But also there's a lot of craft in that area. So modern twists on the traditional, beer, but I find finding varieties even
0: awesome uh we'll stop talking about beer because i'm getting thirsty and it's too early for a beer deal. so we'll move on about a uh, cup to copa travels and everything that you've got going on over there but start with what would so
1: it's in cup of tea because being british obviously that's really important to us we do travel with a box of tea bags sent from the homeland um and then copa is in like a, a cup of meal or, or
2: or a cocktail or something yeah, so it, it was you know, it was to <laughs> depict basically the the bilingual nature so English and Spanish um, and that we've gone from Pantish. sat sat in an office drinking cups of tea uh, cuppers every day to this exotic travel lifestyle in, in the Latin world um, with copas it, it was actually a friend of ours who who is Colombian um, but lives over in the UK now and we were out on a night when, when it came to us and we all fell in love with it and, and yeah. it's kind of stuck from there was
1: like, it's not the best name because people only get it if they speak both British, English, and Spanish, or Italian. Um, yeah, in hindsight, maybe should have gone something a
2: bit more simple, but I like it. But it, it means something to us, and, and, yeah. and we're stuck with
0: it. Definitely. I mean, once you get it, it's really good, and uh, I like it. it's got some meaning to you guys, and it's what you're up. and I mean, with... Creating this website and and updating all your social media channels that comes with it. There's so much work uh, involved in this. In addition to you guys also traveling, and you've also have uh, you know you do work on the side as well. Uh, there's so much going on in your lives. How do you balance all of this?
2: I mean, the balance is is fairly skewed towards Lozy, to be honest, on the the travel content creation. So I I help with some but she she 's the whiz on on creating the website, uploading the blogs, the inspiration behind a lot of it and and the social media stuff as well being a photographer, her passion is is having incredible photos and, and editing, and she, she could spend days and days on end doing that so she 's kind of at her happiest yeah. when managing that side and you mentioned the we have our own business in uh, consultancy business as well, and I kind of take the lead in. Growing that and, and finding new clients and, and doing our new business on that side. So, so that's how we, we tend to split things. But when inspiration strikes, there, there's kind of no rules. If someday I'll just think I want to write a blog on this, that, or the other, um, and and we'll pick things up from there.
0: Definitely. And uh, I like that you guys, you know, you split up these in, in order of like what you're interested in and, and sharing your, your strengths with what you're doing over there. Um, with your Instagram and all your channels and, and your blog writing, what has been the most valuable social media or platform or or tool that you guys have used to kind of help grow your your brand?
1: Me, and Instagram. Um, that's where it all started, and then I think all the other things—Facebook, uh, blog, YouTube—were kind of to lead people back to the Instagram initially. Um, but now I'd like to focus on the blog a bit more. But the Instagram isn't really. The value isn't having a brand or having a lot of followers or anything. The value is connecting with people who are so willing to help you and they're so eager to get to know you and you make so many friends. We've met up with a few people, actually, while we've been abroad, mm-hmm. which has been fantastic. Um, and to be honest, it's really good inspiration for where to go next. we found quite a few, because wouldn't even been on the radar if we hadn't searched for a certain hashtag mm-hmm. or a certain location. Yeah. Um,
2: so yeah. it was the start on Instagram from there. I mean, we started the blog initially because we have probably 10 people in a month say, oh, what should we do in X, Y, or Z city? Um, and we found that not to a huge at the moment, but it's really helpful. A lot of people follow it religiously. So so that's where it all stuff from. I think you know, we've just, I was into video editing a bit and we've started doing some stuff there. So I think YouTube is an area we'd like to, i like to grow and when Lozzy focuses on, on the blog.
0: You know, I, I like that you mentioned Instagram, how it's all the- it's all the interaction and the communication and, you know, finding these things that you wouldn't find otherwise. And you also talked about how you started on Instagram and then the blog came later. What made you start with Instagram first and what kind of made you evolve more into, you know, writing content online? And, and what were the seeds that started this whole thing with Instagram? Instagram, for me, is more
1: of a creative project the um, people who just need something creative it doesn't matter how busy I am with my actual work, if you might call it that, I always need something creative that's just for me. Um, so putting all my energy and passion into that little project and trying to build it um, and improving my photography skills was something that was really helpful for me, I think, um, because a lot of travel is just like a bust-up. <laughs> so having something to think about for me was yeah, so it's really something I was passionate
2: about. And also on, on a small scale for, for friends and family back home, it was a, a very easy means to, to have them follow the journey. Yeah. So it, it's a nice documentation for us. We we started making photo books from every country as well, so so we we can return and have some these memories. But it's a it's a really nice place for everyone to keep up to date with us so we don't have to remember a hundred people to to yeah. keep them updated of where we are, what we're doing that we're still alive and that sort of thing.
1: So you've got all the grandparents signed up to Instagram now.
0: They
2: love it. (laughs) Which is hilarious. Um, and you get so infused phone when they inadvertently leave people or something
0: Very nice, very nice and I want to jump into talking a little bit more about your consultancy business and how this came about because uh, lots of our guests have had uh, different ways about going about this lifestyle and uh, becoming location independent whether that's you know they just quit their jobs and, and left and you know they fell into doing what they were doing back home or they asked their, their current employer if they could travel world to work on the side for them we've had all different types of guests talk about this but how do you two go about it was this always the plan that you were going to try to start this consultancy business while you're on the road and bring in income so that you could continue to travel or did this kind of just organically happen
2: i mean it it was very much the sense it was the hope and dream rather than the expectation um so we we set it up initially as there was potential of a couple of pieces um, from our company and other stuff, and it, it really snowballed with a couple of big projects, and, and now we've opened up and, and worked for, for a number of different clients. So it it was more in hope than expectation, but we're very glad we did. Um, as we said, we had a, a kind of three- to five-year career, um, the the two of us in, in this area, so it gave us a good good grounding in that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we... We thought we were going to take some months of off, um, and because we worked in quite a small business, we knew that two people leaving at the consultant level would have an impact on the teams and the projects and stuff, so we wanted to not burn bridges, we wanted to help them plan for that, um, so we, we set our MD down, I think, about four months before we left, mm-hmm. which is four times the amount of time we need to give them legally, um, and we just explained that we're going to be leaving. Um, And, you know, thank you for everything done for us and stuff. And he was kind of like, well, we can still have you on as freelancers. We'll make a plan for it. Um, We'll put all the the necessities in place. Mm -hmm. And then whenever we get a project that we can't handle, we'll
2: just pass it on to you. It works very well in consultancy because of the the peaks and troughs. So the nature of the industry is you could get funded with new projects and then you could have a dry spell. So you have to balance those really busy periods Mm -hmm. rather than employing far too people. Um, long term it is really great so freelancing is perfect um, the other ways you talked about it, so we've met people who now work on a two or three day a week contract with their old companies when they initially try to leave and um, that was offered but I think that for, for us the again being tied to certain days or certain hours is something we didn't really want to do uh, so we were more keen to do our own thing and when I it in we kind of lock the doors put in 10 12 hour days and, and power through for a week or two or three, or however long we need, and, and then we can then we can enjoy uh, we can enjoy and, and travel around that.
0: Yeah, and I like getting that kind of window into the way you guys are doing things. Where you know, if you have a project, you you work on it, you pound through it, and then whatever you, time you have after that, I assume you guys that's where you kind of plan your travels and and get out there and explore more of, of South America.
2: Yeah, get the, it's the the time to travel, the, the time for some of the the less uh, the kind of more remote locations so in our work we need to be on pretty good wi-fi so we tend to gravitate to major cities when projects are on but it's okay to hop off to the secluded beaches and the islands etc when when we're kind of lower uh it's again it's a reward yeah,
1: put in a 65 hour week and then we're able to say right we've got two days on the beach we're going to do absolutely nothing mm. so it's it, it helps you get through, I think.
2: It is a good time to focus on the blog and, and building our content and, and video creation as well.
0: And that, how hard has it been to find good Wi-Fi when traveling through South America when you do need it?
1: So bad. Not, we, we've had some near experiences, I think. Um, but it, it's not as bad as I expected. Mm-hmm. If you're in a big city and if you're outside of Bolivia, it's fine. Yeah. Bolivia is difficult.
2: But there's some... So where, where we are currently, actually, in... Uh, shameless plug and we, we get no we no benefit from this but we are fans of a hostel uh, slash hotel chain called Selena because they they're very much set up for digital ads and, and this way of living so pretty much wherever their location is even if it's in a, a little town on the beach that you can't get to by roadie Caribbean. They, or Caribbean Island they have co-working spaces with somehow super fast wifi um, and they're very flexible in having day plans weekly plans monthly plans etc uh, so we tend to use them a lot and they're uh, a guarantee if we know they're in a location, we, we have no worries that we would be able to do work there.
0: That's awesome. And I want to kind of wrap this up and talk about any more advice that you two have for a couple that wants to live a similar lifestyle to the two of you, whether that's you know starting this travel lifestyle through co-creation like the two of you are doing or even uh, starting their own business and uh, location independent business and, and getting out there and traveling more together.
2: So I think we would say the I mean, the ideal and, and I think far too many people believe in is you can quit your job, move to another country and things will fall into place. And for a lucky few, that that may come off. But I think for us, it's all about the preparation and, and planning for this. So getting yourself established in a career, building your network. So when you do go out on your own, um, either as a freelancer or as a kind of a contractor to on a part time basis for your old company. You have those contacts. You have those uh, those people that will give you work and are willing to.
1: Ninety percent of our business comes from people that we knew already in the industry. So whether they're directly employing us or whether they are recommending us to other people, that's that's how we get our work. So for us, having that foot in the door in a in an industry already is crucial.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely crucial. I think at, at this this day and age, the being a traveler. And Instagrammer is not quite as unique as it might have been 15 years ago, or even 10 years ago. Um, so, it, it's not a an immediate answer to earning loads of money, um, being away. It, there's a lot of work that goes into it, a certain degree of luck. Uh, so, I think to give yourself the best chance, it's either negotiating with the company you're currently working at, um, doing a remote position on a on a shorter and a shorter hour contract, or building up and, and that uh, that experience so you can go out on your own and uh, leak interesting content uh, in a professional sense as well. So we write blogs uh, around branding and interesting brands. We've seen interesting insights to different countries, which other London, New York-based consultancies find very valuable because they don't spend time on the ground in these countries, uh, which are generally huge for some of the companies we work with. These are huge markets. Uh, they're emerging developing markets. So just having a few nuggets of, of insight or or a few local examples so when they go to to pitch to companies they can actually have some experience um, and and show that they know what they're on about.
1: I think a big bit of advice from me me is to get yourself a good accountant if you're going to freelance. We spent maybe a year and a half without an accountant and our accounts were a mess and we thought we could do it ourselves and we couldn't. Um, And so we were sort of umming and ahhing about whether an accountant would be worth it but to be honest the the one we found has cleaned up our our accounts so well that he's actually made his money back already and it's yeah it's great knowing that that's all secure and we're doing it legally mm-hmm. and all our taxes are paid on time and it's it's perfect
0: and that's a piece of advice that we rarely hear on this podcast but if you're a business owner I mean he, you just you're uh, getting a good accountant will pay for itself over and over and over it's for sure
1: in the country it's hard to know where we should be paying what to and where we're, where we're being legal and where we're not so we need to have someone who can take that off our shoulders It, we it, don't have
2: to it just takes time and hassle away from us so we can focus on yeah. either what we love or building our business to, to a greater level Which we love Which we also love <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, just one more question about that is, when looking for an accountant while you guys are abroad, was that a diffing, or was it easy to find somebody who kind of specialized in uh, this sort of location-independent accountant thing?
1: We had a few interviews and sort of preliminary calls with people, um, and it was just about finding the right guy who understood what we were doing and understood our business. And wasn't scared of the fact that we weren't in the country.
2: Mm-hmm. You can, we, yeah, we talked to maybe three or four people, um, maybe five with contacts of, of business owners back home that we know. Um, so my brother owned his own business, so we talked to his accountant, and it, you very quickly worked out if they understand the situation and if they'll be good good for you. And I mean, within a couple of minutes on the call, that with the current accountant we use, it was very clear that he understood the situation, what we wanted, what we needed, um, and was not kind of billing us on a huge subscription for a load of stuff we don't need. It was very much, I will deliver exactly what you need and price that uh, rather than a big package, which, which a lot of people offered.
0: Now, I want to end this interview with one last question. It's a question we've been asking our guests as of late. And, you know, after starting this lifestyle, I'm sure there's things that you guys would have done differently at the beginning. I want to know one of those things, one of those things you wish you had known before starting this type of lifestyle.
1: Um, I wish I would have known how much I would actually miss the office um, I miss the bonding with co-workers and if you have a question just being able to pop into the office and pop your head round the door of another room and ask that person um, and also there's the, the saying out of sight out of mind so I think people may well forget we exist or new hmm. people come into the businesses that we work for, and they've never heard of us so they don't know that they can work with us or they don't know how to work with us or we don't have that rapport anymore um, so I actually actually miss the office Free biscuits as well, which mm-hmm.
0: really easy. Excellent. and there you have it Andy and Lozzie sharing the travel stories with you today the nation's worldwide travel couple podcast I want to say a very special thank you to our guests thank you guys for taking the time out of your day and joining me here today
2: thank and very you nice. over, thanks very much
0: I just want to give you to the floor let our audience know where they can find you online what's the best way to reach out to you and everything you want to leave them with
1: uh, so our Instagram is copper dot two copper dot rainbow, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and our Facebook is the same. Um, we also have YouTube and. We have the
2: a, a way, YouTube, so. yeah, and it, it's also from the Instagram is it, probably the starting point. We've that's got l- we've got links to everything on there, so so that's the best way to 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 find us. We're very happy to, as we we help very often. Mm-hmm. If anyone's travelling in the area, wants to pick some questions, wants to meet up, etc. We're we're very open to that. We love sharing our life stuff and help and also into these amazing countries in Latin America which have quite a bad reputation their home but so we people. they are incredible places and they're worth worth a visit
0: thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide we cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode and visit us at com slash 60 that's this episode episode number 60 show notes learn more about everything that Andy and Loze have got going on over there at Copa to Copa Travels Leave a comment on the page and let us know about your location-independent lifestyle, what you are doing, and or what you are wanting to do in the future with your significant other. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really helps us get this podcast out there and into other couples' ears. We'll make sure to consistently deliver you these episodes every Wednesday. This is Mike Pletz and... Natalie! Hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide!